You are listening to the award-winning Welcome to Your Life Midlife Made Easier podcast. I am your host, certified empowerment coach and yoga teacher, Renee Reed. WTYL is a lifestyle podcast for successful midlife women who feel burnt out from putting everyone else first and who wake up thinking there has to be more to life than this. My mission is to help you increase your self-confidence, self-love, and self-care so that you can reclaim your time, your energy, and live your life without frustration, anger, or overwhelm. If that sounds good, then let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Welcome to Your Life, Midlife Made Easier podcast. Today, I have a special guest, um, Lisa Copeland. Lisa is a leading internationally recognized love coach and dating expert for women over 50, yay, Through her program, Finding a Quality Man Over 50, Lisa inspires and teaches women how to feel confident, empowered, and able to enjoy dating. She has strategies for putting yourself out there in a way that is true to yourself and successful at the same time. And you can get a free copy of her ebook, The Little Known Secrets to Finding a Quality Man. And I will post the link to the ebook in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Hi, Renee. It's so nice being here. Thank you for having me on your show today. I'm so glad to have you. So by the time we um, this airs, the uh, first quarter of the year will have ended. Um, did you make any New Year's resolutions or set any big goals for this year? Uh, business-wise or personal-wise? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you'd like to share. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say business-wise, I set a goal of helping 60 women through my program this year to give them everything they need, tool-wise, and most importantly, support um, for you know attracting, meeting, and keeping a good guy. Because I love doing that. I'm like, it is such a passion for me to help women, first of all, feel really good about themselves. And then to understand men, something we were not really taught to do, and then giving them the skills to go out and find uh, the right man. And during COVID, I had a lot of women find love because people are really serious about, you know, making this happen in their life. That is so exciting because you would think during you know, a global pandemic, that might be the last thing that we're thinking about. But actually, I think because we have been forced to shelter in place, we have to, it gave us some time, I think, to really start thinking about what we want for our lives. Yes, I agree. And I think people stopped playing a lot of the games they were playing. And I taught them how to do it safely so that they could because they could find love because when, um, in like last summer, 
there were no vaccines. They had to really take it slow. And it was a really cool process because it was a lot like courting. You, before you exposed yourself to someone, you know, you really got to know them as a friend, like the old days. And then, unfortunately, you did it. And then then you would... um, you know, safely meet with masks on. And then if you liked each other, you created a bubble. And, you know, it was like a whole, I mean, it was a whole process, but they got deeper connections with men, and it was really powerful to see. Now that there's vaccines, it's a lot easier and uh, to do. And if you and if you don't get a vaccine, that's okay, too. There's, you can still safely date. You just have to be safe about it for yourself. Either way, it's fine. That sounds exciting. So tell us, how did you um, become a love coach and dating expert? Well, um, I was in a financial situation where I really had to do something. <laughs> and, you know, my... I, I had to to start working, and I had never really worked. I mean, I had I created a business in my uh, I'd say my late 30s, a photography business. I was really good taking pictures, and people would say, "Oh, you take the best pictures," and which, by the way, helps with teaching women how to get good pictures for online dating. But I started this business, and that is really the only time I worked for money. It was very part-time. Um, it, was, it was fun, but, you know, I was done, like, at the time when 2000 came around. So then I just volunteered a lot, and then I got in a, a financial situation with how the world was in 2007 and 8 and 9 and 10, and I had to start working. So... Um, I woke up one morning after my mom died, about a month after my mom died, and I thought, oh, I want to be a speaker. You know, maybe I can do, become a business person this way. And I flew out to California and saw this guy who talked about speaking, but he did not resonate with me. And somehow I got connected to another guy who's not in business anymore. He he got tired of the whole process, and I don't know what he's doing, but his name was Greg Havistrat, and he taught you how to create a business online. And so the real key was he said, what are you good at? And what was I good at? Dating. <laughs> and I was in my, I was in my, well, I started dating in my 40s, um, but I was, Oh, yeah, I was in my 50s when my mother passed away. And I decided, um, okay, this it's more fun in my 50s. I didn't know, really didn't know what I was doing in my 40s. It was, I was miserable then. But in my 50s, I was having fun. I had learned so much. And I thought, okay, so many women are now getting divorced and losing spouses, you know, passing away, and there's a lot of single women out there who could use help. I know how miserable I was in my 40s. I cried all the time. And <laughs> the, um, so he said, okay, you're good at dating. So what is the biggest pain thing that people have with dating? And it's find a, finding a quality man. You know, most women think there's no one out there. So that's how right. I... 
that's how my business got named. That's how I got into my business. And uh, I've been doing it. This is my 10th year. Wow, that's amazing. I think that so many of us, you know, I'm over 50. Mm -hmm. And when you get to be, you know, in midlife, we stop dreaming or thinking about, you know, what what can we do? Um, for our future, and we just kind mm-hmm. of rift through life instead of really, you know, making some bold changes. And you made a bold change. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, my belief was, or my looking back on it, I believe the whole circumstances that happened were to push me into this, which is really my life purpose. And it's really helping women because it is such a passion for me. And I think if I hadn't had those circumstances happen, I wouldn't have done it. And I felt kind of aimless. You know, I really felt sort of aimless prior to getting into this business. I would think, God, is this all life is about? I need to, because I never really had drive or goals or a purpose you know, before that. I got a late start on all this. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so what do you think about midlife women today? Do you think that we are more empowered than we used to be, like when our moms were in midlife, or do you think that society still expects us to just blend in? Well, I think um, women over 50 now have different lives than our mothers had. They stayed in marriages, and our generation has not. And it's put women into um, circumstances totally different financially, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, so I think that, yes, there have been changes. You know, there were people whose spouse died in our parents' age, but most people stayed in a marriage, even if it was a loveless marriage. So people have had to change, and it's been like a force, you know. They've had to change. But an interesting thing I do notice, I you know, I, I have married friends and, and single friends and I notice that the married friends are like our parents were. And the single friends are very different because they've had to grow. They've had to make changes. They've had to shift their lives and get totally different mindsets from how they thought life was going to be. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And I think that's where some of us get stuck in that we don't realize that we need a mindset shift, that we can't use the same tools that we were using in our previous lives to create a new life. And so I think it's sad. I find it sad when women are just stuck in, you know, relationships that don't work, whether that's with spouses or their kids or um, or they just find themselves not being able to move on 
from heartache or, you know, bad breakups. And it's all about the mindset. It's all about, you know, and that's where our healing begins. Our healing begins not outside of ourselves but within, and that starts with our minds. Right. I so agree with you. Um, I see it in dating all the time with with uh, women thinking there's no one out there or men only like younger women. Men, plenty of men love women, you know, the same age as them or close to the same age as them. Or who's going to love me now in my 50s? I look so different. And the thing is, is when you meet a guy, he doesn't know what you look like in your 20s. He's attracted to right. who you are today. <laughs> Wow, that makes so much sense. I never even thought of that. I, you know, was talking to a couple of women in our group about this topic, and they, they're like, I'll never date. Like, why would I date? Because, you know, I've gained weight, my hair is gray, or, you know, my hair is thinning, or, you know, some physical thing that they think would deter men from being attracted to them but like you said men these men didn't know us when we were 21 so they don't they're not comparing us we're comparing ourselves to the way we looked when we were 21 and then we're talking ourselves out of you know possibly finding happiness now right right it's um you know, I had a man once say to me, men don't pick women's parts and pieces apart. They like a woman for who she is or they don't. We as women pick ourselves apart because we see this wrinkle, like you said, this piece of our hair that may not be there that was there before, this and this and this and that, this. But the real key, your real beauty, you said it already, starts from within And it's how you glow that makes a man attracted to you. Also, how how a man feels around you as well. But how you glow, your passion for life lights you up. And that is what a man loves about a woman, is a woman who's really lit up, who's really happy and passionate about her life and who she is and what she's doing. And... um, You know, I think as we get older, you know, and as this pandemic ends, please God, you know, everybody can go out again. I think getting out there and getting, you know, instead of living Groundhog Day every day, (laughs) you know, that movie Groundhog Day where, you know, what's new? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Everything's the same every day, but... um, so even when it is the same every day, you do want to find something every day that's fun for you to do. Well, even if it's something as simple as, well, one of the things I love doing, I, I try not to do it too often um, because it has sugar involved, but I love going to bed with hot chocolate. And it just lights me up to get into bed with this hot chocolate and whipped cream. It's the whipped cream I really like, but, you know, it's like, Every day, find something that lights you up, whether it's going, going out in nature is something that really lights me up as well. And I think over the past year, we've been forced to see 
what real what we're really made out of versus outside influences that we were doing to run away from really seeing ourselves i think it's been a it's been an opportunity to truly go inside and find yourself again not so what easy, are you saying not so easy but oh. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No. Go ahead, Renee. No, not so easy. <laughs> but what <laughs> do you say than done. <laughs> right? to women who find that their self-confidence is declining, not just in dating, but just in, you know, every area yeah. um, of their lives because they're getting older um, and they just find that, it's easier to just go along than to push upstream. Well, uh, their personal self-confidence is where I come from with women, and that is really helping them be grateful or about different parts of their physical being. We're so busy criticizing ourselves you know, those arms that are starting to look like our grandma's arms as we lift our arms or the skin on the top of our hands or the wrinkles or the spots or whatever. But your arms, you can be grateful for because they can hug the people you love. They may not be how they were in their 20s, but they still are, are, give us so much pleasure same with our hands. You know, it can cook the food you love cooking for those you love or, or to nourish your own body. And then it helps to really get back in track by remembering the great things about your personality. It might be that you love to laugh, that you're funny, that you're um, loyal, you know, you're a loyal friend, that you're a great parent or grandparent and you want to make a list of that and then you want to make a list of things you're good at like uh cooking or or uh, you know whatever it is it could be or you know learning or your spirituality or whatever it is and then what you're most passionate about so what i'll do with clients is we create these lists about 15 items for each of those four areas And then when they're all together, I'll say, can I share something with you about a friend of mine? And I will say, go through the list and say, like, my friend has beautiful blue eyes. She has amazing hair. It's what they've told me. And it (laughs) makes women really teary because, and, and they'll say to me, wow, she sounds pretty amazing. That's how much we forget how amazing we are. And, and we've got to give it back to ourselves. You can't look for it first outside yourself, that validation. You've got to give it back to yourself. And it's, they, clients use that, and when they've had a bad date or whatever, um, they go back to that and they remember, you know, how amazing they really are. And they're like, they're really awed by themselves when they, when, when they hear this because they've forgotten or they may have never known, or may have always looked for outside validation of it. Gosh, that is so powerful and something that I would encourage everyone to do because once you do that, and like you said, whenever you feel 
you know, discouraged or you take a hit or you had a bad day, you can always go back and look at these wonderful qualities that you possess and remind yourself that, you know, this is the woman that I am. You're not so defined by so your hair. Powerful. I mean, right. we, you know, if your hair is sitting, we're not defined by these things that we don't like. We're a whole, complete person, and we just forget our wholeness. We get so focused in on what we're, we think we're missing or what feels inadequate to us that we just totally forget the good stuff. Wow, that's amazing. So we, once a woman has made this decision, I am going to find love this year. And I think a lot of women you know, made that their New Year's resolution. You know, this is the year I find love. So if you're a woman over 50, where do you start to look for your future love? Um, well, let me back up a little bit here because a lot of women skip the pro- this process. This is when I work with women. Before we ever get out there to look for someone, we... Um, we work on what I call foundation pieces because most women are missing these. The first one is, is making sure your confidence is in place, making sure you don't have limiting beliefs holding you back because most of us don't feel real worthy of having what we want. That's why we don't dream. We don't feel worthy of having it. But it's not something we're conscious of. It's like a subconscious program, and it's usually from childhood when someone said to you, you're not enough in some way or another. The other piece that uh, women need to have in place is an understanding of men because men go through male menopause just like we do, and they shift and they change, and they're different men when they come out of that. And so when you don't have this understanding of who men are, it's really hard to get that heart connection with them and to also get your needs met without going back to old patterns of nagging and demanding and all this other stuff. And then the third foundation piece is having a super clear vision of the right guy for you. And most women have an idea, a couple things, like they may have a couple must-haves or a couple deal-breakers, But you really have to dive into this because most women have a tendency to date the same guy they dated when they were in their 20s. And if they're single now, that type doesn't work most of the time, but that's who they go out and look for. So you have to be able to identify the man you're always attracted to and then you need to go out. And then in my community we call the quality man template We create a quality man template to find our new type, to find who's going to make us happy. And I find that women say to me over and over again, I would have missed the guy if I hadn't had that template and and if I didn't have an understanding of men. So that's a long-winded answer. I can go back now to where you meet men. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was perfect because I love what you said about, um, you know, without those foundational pieces, we do end up dating the same guy over and over and over. And then we, we're wondering, well, maybe this is the only type 
you know, that is attracted to me. Well, most women, um, they can't see beyond that type because what most women will say to me is, the guys that I'm interested in never write to me and the guys that I don't like or I'm not interested in always write to me. And the thing with that is that some of those guys that you're not interested in could be amazing matches for you if you really give it a chance. But most of the time we're so hooked into our old type that we have a hard time seeing, um, you know, I call it the horse blinders. You know how race horses, they have these blinders on when they race so Mm -hmm. they don't see the other horses. Some of them do that. We have those blinders on the sides where we can't see someone else who could really be a much better fit for us. And uh, when, we, when I work with women, we create, it's called a pattern chart, to look for the patterns of men we're always attracted to. And it's also a very huge aha moment for women when they see in black and white on paper, oh, my God, I really am dating the same guy with different hair, different clothes, different shoes, you know, and that's why, wow. we, yeah, that's what it is. And and when we hold, the reason I have templates for them to fill out and to work with is because when we hold it in our head, the brain excuses things. The brain will say, well, this isn't so bad, you know. And we start ignoring deal breakers. We start ignoring warning signs. And we're right back to our old pattern. When we have, it, when we have that clear vision of what we want written down and in a, in a deeper way than just, you know, he's tall, he's got this color hair, you know, he likes to go uh, on vacation, you know, we got to get deeper because you really, really want to, you really do want to be with someone on the same page, especially with values as you are, not activities. And that's what most women look for are activities. It's values that you want to <laughs> be in sync with. Wow. And that's, I think that we, well, let me ask you this, so I won't say what I think, but do you think that, women are our age become so desperate for love and afraid of the fact that you know I don't want to grow old alone that they accept you know whatever mate comes their way and ignore their values no I- I think the the pattern is usually they get so frustrated because they can't find the needle in the haystack that they quit. And then what they do is they justify it by getting busy with kids or grandkids or friends. And But I also think as you're aging, it's also easier to do, um, to justify it because you can fill your life with you know, with a lot of activities and a lot of friends. And it stops being a goal. But a lot of that comes from the failures in the past, and they just don't want to put themselves out there again because it's about rejection. It's hard. I I think people do settle, but I don't see that desperation so much in women um, 
over 50. I, I think it's more when that, with younger women, when that clock for having a baby is ticking. Because I think as women oh, the age. the old biological clock. Yeah. <laughs> as they're aging, we're not run by our hormones in the same way. It doesn't mean you don't want to have sex, but you don't have that biological clock, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing. And so that's why I think some women really are fine on their own. Jane Fonda just came out and said that she never wanted to have sex again. Or, you know, did you see this article? She said no. she likes being alone. Well, she's 83 and she's experienced a lot. And that's also what happens. A lot of women like being alone. But my clients want to find love. And, you know, they're the ones that I work with because they don't want to be alone. They want to be in a relationship with a great guy. And many of them have failed. And that's the reason they come to me because they really either don't know what they're doing and they'll say that, I just don't have the tools, I don't have the skills, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And... um and then they, you know, I give them all these things and the support. And next thing you know, they're, they're dating great guys or they're in relationships or, you know, they're having fun dating. It's not a chore for them. And dating should be fun. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like something you have to do. At this stage in our life, I think most of what we do should be fun. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And the other interesting thing about this age, are, um, you know, after 50, when it comes to men, you have choices. You can have just a lover, you know, someone you see on your terms, whenever you want or whatever you agree to. You can have a guy as a friend. He may not be a romantic interest, but it's just fun to be around male companionship, you know, when you're not dating you can have him as a friend. You can have a boyfriend. You can have a committed relationship living apart, a committed relationship living together. You can have marriage again. You have so many more choices than you had when the baby, you know, baby clock was ticking and you had to, you know, have a partner and you got married. Our age group, younger kids do it a little differently now, but, you know, you had to get married and, and that's you know, goes back to that settling thing. But it is cool, over 50, if you could just see that there are so many ways to have fun. It doesn't have to be set in stone, I have to get married. I love that. I, and, you know, I love the list of relationships or different types of relationships that we are able to have with men now that we wouldn't have thought of you know, in our 20s or 30s. They, right. Um, the, they just wouldn't have been there for us because you would not have usually stayed friends with a guy because uh, the new guy isn't going to like that, you know, cause, because you went into a marriage. You know, it just... Right. Now you just have more options, more freedom, more fun. More fun, exactly. So... Tell us, what are um, the top three things that you think women over 50 should know about men over 50? (laughs) (laughs) I know you mentioned that they go through um, menopause too, which I don't think we really acknowledge. Um, We call it, um, you know, midlife crisis, but that's a real thing. 
Well, let's talk about that for a second because a lot of marriages end around the 24, 26 to 26, 28, 30-year mark. And a lot of that happens because of the phase men are going through because they can be as difficult as we can be in menopause with, with all that perimenopause going on. They're going through changes as well. They are reevaluating their lives. You know, they've, they were in that place of building their kingdom, so to speak, where they had, um, you know, they got the wife, the kids, the dog, the cat, the house, the vacations, the cars, all that. And then they get to a point where they go, is this all there is? And they start reevaluating their lives and seeing what it is they want. It's why that's an age where men might get um, pierced ears, tattoos, buy sports cars, buy motorcycles, have affairs during that time as well. And they're really just trying to figure out what it is that's going to make them happy. And when it comes to women, because they're very difficult during that time, you know, women get pissed off at them, and it takes a lot of patience on both sides when all everyone is going through these changes because women come out too wanting out of that midlife crisis, menopause, uh, reevaluating their lives as well and what they're going to put up with and not put up with and, you know, what they really want. So men go through it, and it's what they want. And they like having a woman by their side, but they're going to do what they want to do, meaning like if you want to go to the ballet and a guy says, no, I'm not going, but take a friend, he means it. You know, just go with a friend. They know what they're going to want to do and what they don't want to do. And they also really do want to make you happy. And it's an amazing thing. We don't understand that about men, but they really, really want to make you happy. That makes wow! Sense. Yeah, I never. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I never. Um, I think when you're in a relationship, because I never thought of, you know, um, the idea that a man wants to make you happy. Like that's I. I've never thought of that, but hearing you describe it, um, you know, makes sense. Well, no one taught us that, that he wants to make us happy. And men, well, men need to feel needed. And as women, we are pretty powerful. We are pretty strong. We've had to be, especially if you're single. You know, you're changing your life. Or, and if you've had children while you're single, you know, in terms of raising them, you've had to do everything yourself. And you get really, really used to doing it yourself. So what ends up happening is a man comes in and he says, you know, can I, can I help you with that? And what will we say? What will we say, Renee, usually, if a man says, let me help you get that box down from a shelf? Uh, no, I can do it. Thank That's you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> And that's because we can do it. But men need to feel needed. They want to make you feel safe and protected. And part of that is helping you. And we have taken on the world. And when I work with women, especially alpha females, 
they say they are so tired of doing it themselves. And it's learning how to receive again from men because they really do want to make you happy. And, and, and this will take some of that burden off your shoulders. It doesn't, women will say to me, are you telling me to be a doormat and just let him do what he wants? Not at all. I'm teaching you how to get your needs met and to, uh, you know, without having to nag and complain and can you do this now and, and you know, how to just let a man be a man. We, they're not like women. You know, we, we don't always let them be who they are. They let us be who we are a lot more than we let them be who they are. I'm not talking about abusive men or men with, you know, emotional challenges. I'm talking about normal men. Right. That is so interesting that um, we don't let them be who they are. And I think that you just hit something really powerful there. I think when we have this ideal of the perfect man in our brains, it's hard to let go of, you know, that ideal and allow the man that's standing in front of us be, you know, the person that they are. And enjoying that, enjoying them, you know, where they are right now and letting go of this preconceived ideal of who we thought would, you know, be our perfect guy. It, I, yeah, it's like an expectation of how they should be. And, and part of it is, um, well, we think that men are like women in men's bodies. A friend and I, when we were in our 40s and, and we got divorced around the same time, we were starting to date and we, we were laughing because we had this big light bulb go off. It's like, you know, I think we're looking for women in men's bodies. Yeah. <laughs> And then later on, you know, when I started to do this work, I realized how true that was. We are. Men don't talk and communicate the way we communicate. Men are about actions, not necessarily words. And we have expectations of how that should all go. And so we end up failing at this with men because we don't understand the language they speak in here and they don't understand the language we speak in here. And there's a disconnect because of that. Now, when you take a woman through your program, how do you help them bridge that disconnect? So I teach them the, you know, where men are coming from. And it is from a place of keeping you safe and uh, protected. That comes from the caveman days. It's like in our DNA. And they really want to, you know, that's their job. So when you want a man to do something, one of the biggest things I teach women is to be able to ask for help. But there's two different ways to do, I mean, there's different ways to do it. Women ask women for help from a place of community. Like if I said to you, Renee, could you please help me move this table? What would you say to me? Sure, no problem. Of course you would because it's a betterment for the community. But when a man hears, a, hears that, 
could you please help me move this table? To him, it sounds like an order. And I remember in my first marriage, my uh, ex-husband would say to me, you're ordering me around. And I would say, how am I ordering you? I say, please. He didn't know what it was, but, and I didn't either, but I know it now, and this is part of what I teach women. It was when you say, could you please move this? Could you, could you please do that? Could you, it sounds like someone else in their life that used to say, honey, could you please get your socks out on the living room floor? Honey, could you please take your stuff upstairs? Honey, could you please set the table before, you know, after you do your homework? Who is that that the man's really hearing? His mom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Oh, wow. And who did he Jeez. tune out? His mom. So who's his he mom, right. Right. And so he's, and who did he feel was telling him what to do? His mom. His mom. <laughs> so when we use mom language, then we don't get our needs met, and we don't get a man being the best, his best self for us. So men respond to, women come from community, men come from the place of hero. So you want to trigger the hero. And when you say to a man, I need your help, or could you do me a favor, he hears, oh, my God, I can make her life a little easier for her. And that gives a man such pleasure to do that for you. So can I share a quick story with you of what that looks like? Yes, please. So I was at a business conference, and I was sitting next to – a male friend, his name is Jacques, he's from Quebec or Montreal or one of the French provinces up in Canada. And, and this was all before COVID. <laughs> this was long ago. <laughs> and my girlfriends came up and said, oh, my God, we have to take a picture together. So I turned to Jacques and I said, Jacques, we need your help. Can you take a picture for us? Do you know what he said to, to me? something in French. <laughs> no, no, he said, I, <laughs> no, he never spoke French to me, but he said, Lisa, I love when a woman asks me for my help. Wow. And this is what, when we're doing it all ourselves and we push a man away, we're actually, you know, emasculating him without realizing it. We're actually giving him the message you know what, I can do it better than you, and I'll just do it, and I'm strong. And, yeah, you're strong, but why do you need to do it all yourself? You don't. <laughs> so when you understand about triggering a, the hero response in a man, you can really get your needs met because a man's going to want to um, step up and help you in that way. I mean, just go to the grocery store and say to the, you know, say to the produce guy, I need your help. Can you help me with these apples that in this recipe I'm making, you know, that calls for sweet yet tart apples? And then just say, what do you suggest? And watch him go scurry off, and he'll be so proud, and he'll show you these apples. And, and it's really important, though, one of the things that really stops them from continuing to do for you is when you don't appreciate them and when you criticize them. 
And it's really easy for us to criticize because we have our own ways of doing things. It's another reason we'll do, uh, do things ourselves because we think, oh, a man's never going to do it as good as I can do it. <laughs> and that <laughs> might be true, but there are lots of different ways to do things. You know, it doesn't necessarily right. have to be our way. So um, when we criticize them, we train them to stop giving. And when we say oh, no, no when they offer, we train them to stop as well. So basically we are training our partners how to treat us. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's a good, you know, a good way, you know, as, you know, in your program when they're going through those foundations or in the old way that causes us to break up. <laughs> in the old way of what? That causes us to break up. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's usually women, by the way. A lot of women are the ones that come out of that midlife, I'm done. And they, you know, it's not just men. It's women that end a lot of these marriages. Wow. So tell us about your program, um, Date Training for Women Over 50. So if a woman signs up for your program, what exactly will she learn? So I have a group program that is amazing because it gives you a sense of community. It gives you a community, but it also you get all the skills and the support. And the reason this is so important is because when we talk to our married friends, our other single friends, they don't know what your next step is. If they've had bad times in dating, they are not going to be positive and encouraging to you because everyone comes from their own place. And your married friends, they mean well, but they really don't know what to do in dating. So in the group, um, you know, I teach them how to do this, how to get these skills that we were not born with and how to apply information because it's really easy to go online these days and collect tons of information. You could, you could listen to 10 different dating coaches. You could have all the information in the world, and you know where it usually goes? Where? <laughs> in the digital in the digital closet of your computer because you don't know how to apply it. And right. that is one of the biggest things when I work with women is I teach them how to apply this and you know, how to learn it and then how to apply it. And then it's so much more fun for them. They're not doing it alone. They recognize they're not alone. Um, women say to me, this is really nice because I might have not thought of this question that someone asks, or, wow, I totally forgot about this, especially about men. You know, they say we have to hear something seven times for it to sink in and for us to remember it. And when they're out there dating, and I point out these things about men, and even before they're dating, they're like, oh, my God, I forgot that. And that's the benefit of having a coach. It helps you get the right training. It helps you stay accountable to your dreams so you don't quit. 
and it you know it gives you the support as well as the skills. Did I answer your question? Yes, that was perfect. And I think um, you know a lot of people think that coaching, you know, life coaching or health coaching or empowerment coaching, it's only for you know the rich and famous. And they don't realize that this is a powerful tool that they can use to move the needle in their life um, towards their goal. And oh my God! So for they sure. kind of yeah, and they kind of you know oh that's not going to help me or or they do like you said they go online and they're searching for things and or signing up for all these free trainings or. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, but they don't know how to put it into effect in their lives. Like, how is this going to work in my life? I don't know. So I'm just going to sign up for something else. (laughs) Right, right, right. And the other thing is, is people think they should be able to do everything themselves. They should know how to do it. And we just don't. And today with the... the amount of information out there, it can become so overwhelming. You want it to be simple. You want it to be a step-by-step process, a proven formula, and you want the accountability, and you want someone that can hold your hand for a while as you're getting used to learning and using, you know, everything you're learning. For sure, I have coaches in my own life. You know, they... We can't say our own stuff. Recently I had something, right. a business coach that pointed something out to me that was so simple that I totally hadn't seen. <laughs> you know, yeah, just, definitely. I, I don't know where I'd be without my coach. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, you know, she came in at just the right time when I needed her, and she was amazing. Yeah. So, what do you say to women? You know, I was talking, my girls are millennials, so I think they're 26 and 30. Um, and, you know, we were talking about online dating, and they're like, Mom, that's the norm. Like, if you meet someone and you say, how did you meet your boyfriend? And you say, oh, I met him at a club. That's like, really, you did? It is the <laughs> so norm what do you say? <laughs> yeah, so what do you say to midlife women who don't feel comfortable, you know, with dating sites? Well, then you have, then what I teach them is how to go out into real life, how to learn how to flirt again, and if they ever did, and how to approach men without worrying about rejection. You know, um, I have a client, she refused to go online. She just said, I don't take good pictures. I'm not going online. I said, okay, well, let's, let's figure out all the places you can meet men. And I, I help them, you know, with places in their area because we have a tendency to stay in a teeny little area to meet men. And you want to expand out. You want to do things like meetups and different restaurants and different, um, you know, different classes where men are at, not like a knitting class. Although you can make right. some great girlfriends that way, which we also often still need. But um, this client, she ended up, they were both, um, she ended, 
she ended up at the license bureau. She was going in to get her motorcycle license renewed, and she walked into the door. She looked around to see if anyone was sitting by themselves. A guy was sitting by himself, and he was, and she just went up and started talking, no expectation of how it was going to go. Well, they ended up getting married. He was getting his motorcycle license, too. And oh, my God. <laughs> so, but you want more than one way to meet men. You definitely want to meet men online, and you definitely want to meet, be able to meet men in real life. And, and that way, you know, when things cool off on the dating sites, you have another place to turn to, or when you just are too busy to go out and meet you know, go to different places, especially now. You know, all the people I told you that found love during COVID, they found them online. But they had a system and a formula, a proven formula to do it that works. And um, and it was fun. They actually had fun doing it. So, yeah, you need different ways. And can I bring up matchmakers here? You know, sure. About matchmakers. So, Women say, you know what, I think I want to use a matchmaker and because they'll vet the person and they'll be able to see the right person for me. And most women end up really disliking matchmakers. And the reason for that is, do you remember when I talked about having a clear vision of the right man you want and yeah. that we get caught like looking for the same guy over and over again, just different clothes, different job. So the matchmaker can see the potential for you, that, but you can't see it. And so you go and you meet the guy, and you go, what is this matchmaker throwing darts at the board? Because they see the possibilities that you can't see. So that's why it's really important to do the work and do the system, you know, do a, have a system in place for identifying the right man for you now and, you know, for for being able to do all this because without it, women, they get just get so pissed off because they spend all this money and they go, they, they fixed me up with these people that were so not my type. And, yes, they did because they were trying to help <laughs> you see someone different. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, most women don't have that realization that that's why. Because, and that's you know, they why they need their... your program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you can use a matchmaker. It can be another part of, of a dating blueprint you can create for how to meet men. And then you'll be more open, and then it'll be more fun. Wow, that's awesome. I love what you said about flirting. Um, you know, and talk a little bit more talk a little bit more about that because I think that that's a skill that many of us have lost. It's a, it, in some ways, for some people, it's natural, and for others, it's a learned skill. You know, it's, a, it's something they have to learn how to do, it, do. And even if they did it back in the day, they sort of have to, it's rusty, they sort of have to pick it back up. It's really about being playful. You know, when you're going on a date, don't just do the resume. How many kids do you have? How many grandkids do you have? How many... Um, what are you looking for in a woman? <laughs> it's really hard in some ways to really say a lot of that. You know, like, what are you looking for in a woman? It's easier to find out more about a guy's personality if you ask interesting questions. 
you know, things like, well, what kind of toys did you play with? Or where were you when this huge event happened? It happened in, you know, when you share history, you know, it's what it is. Where were you when this happened? And um, it brings it brings out people's personalities. And when you get to the personality, that's when you can just have fun and then you lightly touch someone's hand or smile. Or for women, we often play with our hair when we flirt. Because mm-hmm. believe it or not, we're actually showing a guy where we like to be touched when we do that. And my a friend of mine, he's now a friend, we dated a couple times, and um, he said to me, I know exactly where, now as friends he told me this, not while we dated, we realized we weren't romantic material, but um, he said, I knew exactly where you wanted to be kissed. I said, where? And he said, your neck. And I said, how did you know that? He said, because you constantly put your hand on your neck to lift your hair right there. It's a subconscious thing that we do. We don't even realize it. And wow. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but it's pretty hard to get to flirting when you're asking such serious questions you know, like, what do you want in a woman? Well, I want a blonde, blue-eyed, you know, <laughs> woman who has this job. And <laughs> she laughs. So he, he, if you show your personality by asking fun questions, that is going to make dating more fun, too. Wow. Ask fun questions, ladies. Lisa, this has been amazing. And I have learned so much. Um, I'm going to stop ordering my husband around. (laughs) (laughs) He'll like that. You know, I need your help. Could you do me a favor? Go a long way. Because I definitely, you know, after five kids, I definitely must sound like his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm... You come from community. Right, which I'm sure is the last, you know, voice he wants to, you know, hear coming from his wife. But this has been really enlightening. So tell us, you know, where can people find you? Well, the name of my website is findaqualityman.com. And, again, that's findaqualityman.com. And something I do, if you're thinking, oh, my God, maybe I do need help with this, what I do have when you go to findaqualityman.com is it's called a coaching page. But really what it does is is I offer a 45-minute complimentary session to see what's going on. What's working? What's not working? And it starts by going to that coaching page on my website and filling out a form where you start the process of telling me what has been happening. It's really valuable because as women, we need to empty out. And so you're starting that process of emptying out so you can fill out by saying what the heck has been happening in your love life. It takes only about, you know, three minutes, you know, you can – to just to start that process. And if I think I can help you, I'll send you a link to my calendar. We'll set up this complimentary session together and see how we can get you moving forward for, and on track for finding the best guy for you. And again, you that go to findaqualityman.com. Oh, I'm sorry, Renee, what did you say? 
No, that sounds amazing. And I'll make sure that I put the link uh, in the show notes so that everyone can (laughs) can find you. So, Lisa, this is something, a question I ask all my guests. Um, Take your time. But what do you think that we as humans can do to bring a little more peace into the world? I think it starts with loving ourselves. I think the most unselfish thing we can do is to really take care of ourselves. And I'm not talking about going out and exercising and eating food, at certain foods. I mean, that's fine. I'm talking about taking the time to really nurture ourselves. Because when we feel full from that kind of nurturing, one, we can attract someone um, because we don't come across as needy for looking for someone. And the second thing is, is we are there then to serve the world. And that is how you do it. It starts within you. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us today. Um, You have really dropped some nuggets of wisdom for us, and not just about dating, but about living a full life, period. So thank thank you. you Thank you for having me, Renee. It was fun. So I will make sure that all of Lisa's links are in the show notes, so make sure you guys go there to um, check out her webpage and download your free copy of her book. Um, I think that you are going to find that all the things that we thought we knew about dating, we're going to push them aside. So I'm asking you guys to please have an open mind and download her book, the five little-known secrets to finding a quality man. Because believe me, ladies, they are out there. You just have to know where to look. And Lisa can help you with that. Thanks again, Lisa. Thank you, Renee. Learn, connect, heal, and grow. Ladies, are you looking for a group of midlife women who are ready to support you, love you, and give you a little kick in the pants when you need it? Then join the Welcome to Your Life Midlife Made Easier Facebook group. Inside of this free group, you'll find additional trainings and resources from me, Get your questions answered and socialize with other midlife women on this crazy journey called life. Inside of the group, we turn midlife crisis into midlife triumph. Click the link in the show notes or head over to the Welcome to Your Life Midlife Made Easier Facebook page. Click on group and answer the three questions so you can join today. See you on the inside.